If you're like me and you're torn between the love my body at any size movement and the, if I love my body, I need to make healthier choices to feel good too thought process, then you're in the right place. It's every day now that someone out there is telling us the next best thing on TikTok or Instagram ads are showing us another shortcut and it is exhausting. How about we heal our relationship with our bodies, exercise and food and give ourselves grace along the way. Let's do this together and celebrate the small stuff. Welcome to A Healthy Dose with Sadie Tolbert. Mmm, food. Oh my goodness. How many of you are foodies? Do you consider yourself just a food connoisseur, a lover of all things that can be consumable? Do you find yourself being very picky about foods? Or are you the type of person who will try anything once? I mean, there's a lot of interesting things out there that are consumable. My husband and I used to watch this show called Bizarre Foods with Andrew Zimmer, and it was on like the Food Network or uh, Discovery Channel or something like that. Don't quote me. And he would go around the entire world and just eat some wild things, things that you wouldn't think are actually, you know, true food. But there's a lot of countries and a lot of places out there that really do scavenge and use like all the parts of the animals and find some really interesting ways of cooking different types of food. And so we watched this guy just eat some very interesting things. And you know what? It was kind of our thing to kind of look at each other and say like, would you eat that? Would you eat that? No, I wouldn't eat that. Yeah, I would eat that. And really just kind of imagine where we would go with that. So I personally am not super wild about trying new things. Um, I'm not afraid to tell y'all that I've been a vegan for three years. I'm not telling you should be vegan. I'm not somebody that promotes it for every single human being. I do, however, promote eating what your body feels good eating, right? So I noticed myself just having some issues and I wanted to just try it and see what happened. And it ended up working out for me. But this isn't a podcast. This isn't an episode about vegan. I am telling you this because there are a lot of wild animal products out there that people eat and consume that I just had no desire. And I'm not going to eat bison balls. I'm not going to like have, I don't know, intestines. I don't like brain matter or anything like that. Like it never was my thing when I did eat meat. And so definitely not my thing now. However, I will try any vegetable or fruit once at least. Um, but that's not really all that impressive, I guess. So when it comes to calling myself a foodie, I don't, I don't think I, I would classify myself as a foodie. I love food. I enjoy food. I like trying new things. Um, but when I meet somebody that's really obsessed with food, I almost have this slight admiring of them because I think truly because I've had a lot of um, negative thoughts and feelings around food because it causes weight gain, it causes you know fat accumulation, things like that. Like that was my true feeling around food for so long. You know, it was guilt and shame when I would eat things that I knew were bad for me. And I still have a little bit of that. So if that's something you relate to, I mean, you are not alone. There are so many like education and resources and all this stuff about how bad sugar is for you. But like, dang, can we all just agree that sugar tastes good, right? I mean, when I meet somebody that is uh, 
I don't really like sweets. I don't like chocolate. I'm just, are you an alien? Because I love that stuff. But I don't like admitting it because that, I don't know, somehow makes makes me feel some kind of way. So I'm at the point now that I can talk about this and be real and honest with you guys because I know that I'm not alone. And I know somebody else is out there just thinking, thinking, wow, like that's kind of how I am too. And I, ne- I never really thought of it like that. I never really realized it. So whether you are somebody that has maybe some food trauma or maybe some triggers with like, you know, I would eat, you know, McDonald's in my car and throw away the evidence so that nobody knew that I ate McDonald's, even though your body keeps the score, right? Like, <laughs> like the one thing I really needed to hide it from was my body. And that you cannot do. So it's not like there was a photographer in the other parking lot across the street that was taking pictures with a giant long lens of me eating McDonald's fries, dipping it in uh, the soft serve vanilla ice cream or whatever. So I don't know. I don't know where that got in my head. I'm not sure, you know, where it all came along from. But this is this is the episode about the relationship with food. This is the the time to really sit and think about where do your thoughts go? Where does your brain go when you are being introduced or surrounded by a certain food group? So here's a scenario. You are at somebody's birthday party and there's all kinds of food on the table. You know party food, right? There's probably a platter with veggies. There's probably a platter with meats and cheeses and fruits and Maybe there's some pigs in a blanket or maybe there's, you know, little handheld foods in here and there. And, you know, you could be super good the entire time that that we're just chowing down on food. And then out comes the birthday cake and the ice cream. And how does that make you feel? Are you immediately like, ooh, what flavor is it? Is there frosting? Is there a center? Like, what is going on? Is it is it buttermilk? Is it, you know, uh, light and fluffy? Do you start thinking about the descriptive nature about what's about to go down? Or do you immediately start fighting with yourself? Like, I'm not going to have a piece. Well, maybe I should have a slight, very thin piece. Or you know what? Like, I've been really good. I've been, you know, really, really good with my sugar intake. I'm going to go ahead and have a big slice. And then I'll just walk it off tomorrow. I'm going out on a hike anyway. You start like, going, you know, having this full inner monologue and and compromising and going down all these trails with your brain, because that's a thing. Um, And a lot of people who don't struggle with that um, don't realize that the people that do really have a hard time with situations like that, especially around social um, norms and around different groups of people. Here in America, we really do celebrate with food on every occasion. If you think about every single American holiday that we celebrate here and even the holidays that we celebrate that are other nationalities and things like that, it is surrounded by some sort of food or drink and some sort of celebration in that manner. And if you partake in celebrating, then you feel obligated to eat these foods. And there's been times in my life where I will bring, you know, something maybe a little bit healthier or, you know, heaven forbid, it's a vegan version of a non-vegan traditional food. Most of the time people are open to eating it, but not all the time, right? So heaven forbid, you know, you try to be a little bit healthier. People, they get offended because they feel like you are wavering with their traditions and you are kind of making them feel like they're doing something wrong by partaking in 
the green beer on St. Patrick's Day or the plethora of tacos on, you know, Cinco de Mayo or, or you know, the, the Christmas ham and things like that. So we celebrate here with food. And if you don't partake in that or if you change your, you know, feelings or values or anything like that, people will notice. And it really does become a social problem. There have been many times where I hold back and don't tell people what I do or don't eat because I don't want to hurt other people's feelings. And it's it's a real thing. I mean, I've had people, I mean, truly just like go through their cupboards and try to find something for me. And I made my decision on what I eat. And I'm a big girl. I'm a grown up. I can feed myself and things like that. But we are such a, a hospitable kind of culture a lot of times where, you know, it it would feel wrong not being able to feed somebody. And I get a lot of questions. A lot of people will ask me, you know, different things about why I chose this or what I can or can't eat. And I always remind people like, I can eat anything I want. I choose not to eat certain things. And I had to figure out what my relationship was with some of those things. I you clearly can tell by my tone and how I talk about in this entire, you know, podcast, how I feel about, you know, sweets and love and love, you know, desserts and things like that. And when I really sat down and thought about when I eat this brownie, how do I feel afterwards? Like, do I have a stomach ache? Do I feel guilty? Do I feel satisfied? Do I feel satiated? Do I still feel hungry? Like, what are those uh, following effects from the choice that I made. And is it worth it for me to continue to do that? And then kind of, you know, deciding like, what are some things that maybe don't feel amazing to me, but don't have a negative effect on me either? Could those be maybe some sparingly, you know, could those be like a special occasion type thing? Could that be something that I find a healthier version of? Like, for the example of brownies, is there a black brain bounty or or another version of it that is pretty close that really does um, kind of hit that dopamine for me and make it feel like it, it is a treat, a dessert. But then, you know, there's those undertones of like, hey, I'm being a little bit healthier with this. So, you know, it's not so bad because ultimately the goal is to really find that good spot. And I've seen people just wrestle so much with dairy. 65, I think, percent of the human population is lactose intolerant. There's a lot of cultures. There's a lot of uh, ethnicities that it affects a lot more. And so many people just really fight that because they have this chokehold. Cheese has a chokehold on people. I'll tell you what. And they will go through some crazy drastic measures to make sure that their bodies don't betray them after they eat cheese. Now, I think a lot of that type of stuff has to do with your gut microbiome. And, and you know, I've seen people who are lactose intolerant change their gut and work on their, you know, normal flora and stuff in their gut. And all of a sudden they can eat it again. And some people can have cheese with digestive enzymes or, you know, all different types of things like that, or, or pop one of the pills that help you tolerate through lactose and stuff like that. But ultimately, for the people that just deal with the pain and the discomfort and they just, they push through it, like, is it worth it? I mean, truly, sit back and think about it. I've had people knee jerk and say, yes, it's totally worth it. Okay. Okay. Just ask yourself that periodically. 
is it worth it to keep doing this for the rest of your life? And if it's not, guess what? It's 2023 and there are so many alternatives out there. There are so many other things that you could be focusing on. Just because we have a lot of stuff with cheese in it does not mean that you would die, that you would be, you would perish, that you would be so sad and uncomfortable and just so, you know, horrified if you can't have cheese in your life. Like, it's okay. You can break up with your relationship with cheese. Now, these are just examples. I'm all of the things that I've mentioned in this podcast here are just random things that popped into my mind as I'm sitting here thinking out loud. They could be anything for you. You could have a reaction to different kinds of beans. You could have a reaction to fruit or vegetables or different things like that. It's not always an allergy, and I'll go into depth one of these episodes about allergies specifically, but really pay attention. It's not always about taste for some people. You could say, I really, really hate this taste, but it's worth it because I love the benefits that it gives me. Like that's okay too. And you could change your taste buds. Plenty of people have been able to do that as well. I didn't used to like broccoli and somehow I figured it out. I don't know, like still not my favorite thing, but I, I do okay. And I found ways to really enjoy it. But again, like this is meant to be a thought provoking episode here where you can really sit back and think, Hmm, where am I at with my relationship with the food that's right in front of me? How do I react when I go to a social situation where there's lots of food around? Am I a foodie? Am I somebody that like just really loves and appreciates food and I will try anything? Like there's no wrong answer here. There's nothing about anything that I've mentioned today that is right or wrong. There are clearly some things that are not food that I would recommend you not eat, but When it comes to food, no matter what I choose and what I put in my body, every single person is different and you have to find what works for you. And I love helping people find that nice, happy medium ground that just fits everything. So thanks for listening today. I hope that you guys have delicious food on your plate today and that it just feels super satisfying and lovely. Thanks and have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you haven't yet, please subscribe for more and leave a review. If you got something great out of today, please share with your family and friends. And as always, please remember to consult with your primary care provider if you have any questions or concerns. This podcast is meant to be educational and based off of my experience. Have a great day. You are unique and amazing and beautiful.